Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast, podcast number 87. And I'm joined by my two cohorts as always, starting off with my main man, Chris. Christian, how are you doing, bro? I'm uh, I'm doing great. Uh, feeling good. Got my Yannick Jalot era jersey on. I'm, I'm ready for action, <laughs> baby. And we're also joined by my main man, Sam. How are you doing, Sam? Yeah, I'm good. I'm rocking the sporting hoodie. It's fucking freezing, so I'm just going to keep myself warm in the late hours of the, the night, early hours of the morning. But I'm, I'm excited, boys. Sam also got a fucking little Spartan sweater as it fucking snowed today. I'm fucking pissed. Snowed? Um, yeah, did it snow over there? No, it you rained. Guys? No, oh, nope. that's too it's, much. It was raining yesterday and then fucking snowfall, like out of nowhere, bro. I woke up today in the morning so pissed. Hate Anyways, let me just start off this podcast um, on another somber note, which sucks because we started off the last one in the same sort of vein. Um, just giving our condolences and, and rest in, in power, rest in peace to uh, Vitor Oliveira, um, a legend in, 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 in Portugal, in the Portuguese league. Not only the Primeira, but the Segunda Division, especially. Um, more recently, uh, you know, bringing up uh, the likes of Portimonis and Pastor Ferreira, um, uh, keeping Gil Vicente up after they came right up from the third division. Um, yeah, man, I don't know if you guys want to say anything to uh, about Vitor Oliveira, um, legend. Just, uh, well, I mean, he's always been. Family. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, he's all yeah, you know, he's all good. He's always been one of my favorite coaches. So I'm glad that he's honestly the last couple of seasons he hasn't he hasn't been the automatic elevator because he's kind of flexed on us a little bit to show us that he can keep teams in the first division too, not just promote them. So yeah. I mean, the guy has not like fa- like failed a project in like the last eight projects he's had. So he's a machine, um, all timer, and uh, sad to see him go. Exactly, man. And I seen a I seen a uh, interview with him at Canal Loans, um, where he was talking about how he only picked up certain teams because of the project, which is just insane to me. Considering like never coached any of the big, uh, fuck, I'll say big six in Portugal. Really, none of those teams w- did he ever coach. But uh, you know, he's still like handpicking projects and shit. Sad to see him go. I think he had a lot more to give to uh, Portuguese football. That's for sure. Uh, but rest in power, sure. rest in peace, and uh, condolences to the family. Um, anyways, let's let's get uh, let's get right into the comments and into the questions on Twitter. Starting off with uh, first question from Mundo de Un Leão uh, on Twitter. He asks, "Do you think Ruben Amorim is right to leave Kurajma out because he is not giving a hundred percent in training?" Sam, I'm going to give that straight to you, dude. Uh, well, I, I agree with it. I just think if you're not going to give one hundred percent, then you need to. You need to pretty much buck up ideas. No one, no one player is bigger than the club. It doesn't matter how much potential you might have, and I think it's um, a good sign because we've seen players who play and they don't in the past. Even when players have not played well, or trained well, and they still got a, a start in place in the next side. But um, I think it's it's a good good sign of things to come, and it's it's a competitive, but it's just like a safe environment as well. Um, I think Amorim's doing a good job and, you know, I'll, I'll support any decision that man makes at the moment, to be honest with you too. Yeah, facts, same here. Also, Mundo de Leon is also in our comments uh, about your uh, 
about your uh, FM save. I am my bad for starting that. Well, check out. <laughs> yeah, this guy yeah. brought Jack Wilshire to Sporting on his <laughs> FM save. <laughs> on free is he alone? Hundred thousand. No, it's a free transfer. Hundred thousand. All it cost not me bad, was, it was in there signing on, and he's already got an uh, assist in the the Champions, uh, not Champions League, Europa League qualifying. So he's gonna blow out his knee like week six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see though. Good, good luck, bad. man. Uh, yo, uh, next like podcast. I want an update on that team, by the way. Sure, (laughs) it's gonna be a reoccurring segment. (laughs) Well, of course, no problem. Sick. Uh, next question comes in from a former guest to uh, Rui Costa, the good Rui Costa at Rui Cost 30105018. In the same vein, um, he asks, Does Kurejma stay with us for the entire season? Or is he loaned out in January? Christian, I'm going to pass that one to you, dude. I honestly don't know. It seems like it seems like things are getting worse for him at the wrong time, right? Like, he's got, like, three weeks to get his shit together, it seems like. So, I don't – I mean, it's going to be – ultimately, it's up to him, right, if he wants to, you know, swallow his pride and uh, do what needs to be done to get in Amunin's good graces. Um, but, yeah, I honestly – I'm not sure. I, I truthfully hope not, but um, if they buy a center back in the winter window and and this continues in the same manner, then it, it seems hard to believe that he it wouldn't be for the best, you know. Um, I think he'd get better football um, than with the in the Campeonato Portugal anyway. Anyways, so might be for the better of all parties. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. He is young. Keep that in mind too. And uh, yeah, I was I was thinking honestly, would he? Do you think they would loan him first division, or do you think it would be second? <laughs> That's a great question. Like I, <laughs> I, I was like that. My brain was turning as I was talking. Something tells me Ishtudio would snatch him up in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would feel like <laughs> a high-performing second division team. I wouldn't mind that though. To be fair, either because Bragan, I mean, it's worked for Braganza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Rafael Barbosa. I know he's no longer with Sporting, but he had a se- solid season in the second, doing well now for Tondela. Mm-hmm. I hope he stays, though. I'll say that. I hope he stays. Um, yeah, me too. Sam, this question's for you uh, from Lauren. She asks, "Have you signed Balassi? <laughs> he, do you know he's, he's on like hundred thousand a week. He's sitting at home waiting. 100,000 a week. 100,000 a week, that's fucked. So same with Hesse as well. I was looking at it and I was like, no chance. Oh, mate, trust me. These old boys think they're worth too much. So that's the issue. That is the issue. Uh, More criticism. Dude, I don't want this to be a podcast just on your FM save, but who sells Elori and buys Wilshire? (laughs) I should be knighted for getting rid of Elori. I I sold him for money. Like, they want free for money. So... I, I to? I think it was Mallorca. I think they're in the second division of Spain. There might be a first, but yeah, it was yeah, Mallorca. it sounds about right. It sounds like a George Men's uh, <laughs> yeah. money laundering scheme. Justy <laughs> 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 Food help you out in that in that deal or what? <laughs> yeah, he says he made two mil, but like seven hundred fifty k is commission gone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, next question comes in from uh, Silva at Silva BDC Junior. Uh, his na- his question is: What do you think about Joelson not being called up? He played today for the under twenty three, uh, who lost three nothing by the way to Benfica, and he did uh, and he did a really bad game. Hope he doesn't turn into a Dijalo. I think it's too early to call him Dijalo 
fitting that Chris is wearing the jersey. Chris, I'll pass that one to you, dude. What do you yeah, think of Wilson? Too early to say. Did he not play today or played bad? Did he was saying play? he played bad. Uh, well, I guess he did play. Let me check. Um, yeah, I mean, like, too early for that. Don't honestly feels like he, we're not going to see him in the first team this season. Um, most likely. I mean, I guess it's a good thing, right? They're, they're too good, right? <laughs> if they were like yeah. lounging in like fifth or some shit, he probably would. But I, I mean, I guess it's okay that he he's not this year. But uh, yeah, I guess that's not encouraging, though, if he starts to play ass um, in the lower tiers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And next question, or last, it's more of a comment, comes from uh, Miguel Morato at Miguel F. Morato on Twitter. Um, he just says, no question this time around. Just wanted to drop by and say hi. What's up, Miguel? Thanks for uh, thanks for Shout uh, out following. to Mafra. He's a Mafra fan as well. Ooh. So uh, he gets a matchup between his two favorite clubs. Um, yeah. That's a good point. Damn, shout out to Mafra. Shout out to Miguel. Um, all right. Let's go straight into this game. Uh, Sparting on Saturday beat Mureres 2-1 at home. The uh, 11 was as followed. We had Antonio Adan in net with Luis Neto, Sebastian Coates, and Fidal in the back line with Poru and Nuno Menz on the wing-back positions. We had Pelinga and João Mario in the midfield with Andres Porar, Nuno Santos, and Pedro Gonzalez Pot um, on the wings or up front. Uh, Sam, I'll pass, it one, I'll pass this to you first, dude. What were your thoughts on this game? Um. I like to call it a dirty, not a dirty game in terms of bad challenges, but just how close it was. You know, it was it's one of them title deciding games. Um, we took the three points. It wasn't the best team performance. Um, Nuno Santos, I still will admit, is blowing me away of how good he yeah. is. Um, same with Pot as well. The, the questionable first goal, if you count it as an own goal, Pot's goal. But um, I just think it was one of them ones where under George Jesus and under Kaiser and Silas and all of that, we wouldn't have won that game. And I think that's credit to Amarine's tactics and the players he's brought in. And I think it's a step in the right direction that we're not bottling those types of games and that we, we saw it out to the end. But in that case, we do have to step it up against... Um, oh. Sorry, did, did you hear the end of that? No, we did it. Go ahead. Oh, I just said it, it was good that we, we got the three points and that um, we can see that the team's improving every game. Yeah, yeah, facts, facts. Uh, how about you, Chris? Yeah, I agree. I thought Nunesense crossing is like constantly like accurate and, and constantly in dangerous positions. And I mean, even when you think he doesn't have the most favorable position, he still always like whips it perfectly across. It's, it's crazy. I I mean... I saw people talking about it on Twitter. Like, like he's played on the right a couple times. On the left, man, he's got to be on the left. Like, he should literally, he should continue starting on the left until, uh, until further notice. Um, I also thought uh, Bailinga uh, was a fucking machine again, just like blowing up absolutely everything. Um, you know, really like serving as a great connection between uh, attack and defense. Um, overall, the back line again, like not not terrible, um, despite uh, a tidy finish. 
by Netu uh, right at the beginning of the game. Um, overall, he's again managed to hack the goal point ratings. I truthfully didn't think that passing the, the eye test, I thought he did pass the eye test. Um, oh, did I just cut out? I think I'm back. You're, I yeah, think you're the back, only you're back. I guess the only other thing really is uh, Spurad, uh I mean, f- felt unlucky that he didn't score. Um, he had a couple chances, hit the bar. Um, he's constantly, seems like he's putting himself in the right positions um, or just just being off a little bit. But, like, I, it feels like it feels like the kind of thing where you just got to keep playing him and he'll start banging them in. Like, I feel like if you go move away from him now, you, you could risk, like, killing his confidence um, I think he's just like he's on the brink. I think you have to to keep rolling with him. Not that there's like honestly that many better options. Uh, alternatively, Jovan also played up there. I mean, he was okay, right? Um, I didn't think it was incredible. And uh, the man of the moment, um, Pot Machine. What, what four four straight four straight uh, games with two goals, or four out of his last five, or something like highest scoring uh, signing, like. Enough can't be said uh, about how good he is, and uh, he 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 got it done for us again um, with some assistance from the Moradians goalie. Um, but uh, at the same time, he almost scored a wonder goal like three minutes before that. So, Sporting deserved to win the game one way or another. Like Sam said, it was kind of rough around the edges, sloppy at times, hard fought though. I mean, that's these are the kind of games you got to win, right? Um, and uh, we got it done. Facts. Facts. Perfectly said. Um, yeah, I won't even add anything else to this game. We'll just go through certain um, certain uh, uh, cases by uh, that happened in the game. Um, starting off with the first goal, the own the own goal by Neto. Um, do you guys think Neto's at fault for that goal? Um, yeah, what are your thoughts, Sam? I'll, I'll pass that one off to you. I mean, it's unlucky because if he if he doesn't slide, it's a goal, and if he slides, it's a goal. But I think he he's a professional. He should have either gone with the other foot or just I don't, I, I don't know. I f- I felt bad for him when it went in. I can't lie, I did feel sorry for him, but at the same time, he was at fault. But I think it's a it's something that you can't really blame him for. At the same time, it's it's hard hard to describe. I think he was really unlucky, but he should have done better as well. Agreed. Uh, I I also think uh, not enough blame is being put on Fidel for that goal. Uh, if you just see just Prior to the uh, pass, bef- like just across the box, um, mm-hmm. Fidel sort of pushes up a bit, and which sort of like, I mean, I, it's kind of useless to push up a bit when your other defenders are all behind you, so you're not playing the guy offside or anything. Uh, and then it just gives that guy just a ton of space to just pick a cross in, th- like through the middle. And and well, he found Netu, but like you said, if he didn't find Netu, he would have found the uh, the winger at uh, at the other end anyway. So. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't think he's at fault for it. Um, or, or not at total fault, at least. Um, the other the other main one that our, our, our Putistas especially uh, were uh, talking shit about, the 1-1. Um, I'll, I'll get both of your opinions on this, but Chris, I'll, I'll pass this one off to you first. Um, what were your thoughts? Is it a handball? Is there a foul on the goalkeeper? Um, what are we saying, dude? Uh, I mean, this one, I mean, we could, I guess we could go on and on about this one, but, but at the end of the day, the VAR didn't, didn't see it. Like the angle, it, it's kind of like, it's the kind of, wait, what, what was the play? Oh, it was the, it was the pot, 
the plot uh, hole. Where it's like the VAR finds a, an incriminating image like two hours uh, after the game. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's like... Talk about the, the incident it's um like a foot away from him and it just like hits him in the elbow um i mean i guess yeah you're like if we're asking like yeah hit his arm but like is there anything he can do about a deflection off the goalie from like a foot away i i don't think there's really anything he can do about it um and uh i saw who, what was the point that i saw um I think, oh, it was on Sports Thing 160 yesterday. They were talking about it. Um, I don't remember who said it, but they said, like, the foul is technically supposed to be called, like, if the ball going to your arm is advantageous to you, right? Like, if you settle it down with your arm versus, like, if it just bounces off. And to be fair, right, it doesn't even go right to him, right? It bounces off his arm, and then it hits the defender, right? And then it, the defender kicks it in. Um, so it's like... I, I think it's a good no call, to be honest. But you could say I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go with the same thing. But you can also say I'm, I've been called biased already. Um, and, and my only thing I have to—I know VAR is fucking worse, man, in Portugal. Like, than this mm-hmm. shit go on. I don't even want to get into that angle of it because I mean, <laughs> just look at the handball that Benfica got uh, got away with just moments before the game finished. Um, and that's blatantly obvious. But, I mean, my point is VAR is, is really here for the – I know it's been modified and, you know, now we have VAR fucking checking if your fucking toenail is offside, which completely ruined it for the me. EPL continues to be – the word the – they show I mean, Portugal has these, like, bullshit calls too, though. Imagine if in the Portuguese league they showed them drawing it, bro, like – Actually, it makes me want to kill myself, bro. Like, the fucking mm, – yeah. the Aston Villa game yesterday, like, oh, my God. Dude, I just wanted to, like, jump from, the like, my apartment building, dude. It was so, so painful to see them, like, from, like, not even the 100% angle, like, drawing that his toenails offside to, like, decide the game, right? It was in the 94th minute. It's so stupid. So- I imagine a bunch of, like, geometry majors are just, like, fucking sitting in a room with, like, a protractor or something, like, <laughs> trying to measure every single angle to make sure it's not offside, like, just to validate their fucking, their fucking degree. So, um, uh, my only thing is, with VAR, I mean, it's for the bla- it's for the clear and obvious. And, I mean, if an image comes out two, three hours later that you're only seeing, or, or really that, that Francisco Marx guy only tweeted about it a day and a half after... If it takes you that long to, to see that, I mean, it's not clear and obvious. Uh, but, I mean, maybe I'm biased. You're right. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know. Sam, what do you think? I'm fucking biased. It wasn't <laughs> handball. <laughs> um, for, for me, I think it was – if it hit his hand on – is, This is the leg episode. <laughs> I'm not what I said before, but um, you're back. You're back. You, you, you were I just said? starting the sentence. No. Um, yeah, if, none I was of it. Say, if it hit his hand, <laughs> if if it hit his hand, it looked like it was going to hit his chest because I think it hit him. It was going to hit his chest anyway, basically. But um, yeah, yeah, I think it would have ended in the same result. So um, but if it was Benfica, probably I'd be annoyed. But it's sporting, so who gives a fuck? Do you know what I mean? But no, yeah, <laughs> it, I don't think it's handball. 
Yeah, me neither. And and then I don't even think it's there. There was claims that there might have been a foul on the goalkeeper just prior, like Pot's nah, foot touches no his foul. arms, but there's I don't no see foul. it either. Yeah. I mean, in real time, that's what I was nervous happened, right? Because that's what you would think happened, but the goalie just totally fumbled that shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, anyways, we'll, we'll keep it going. Uh, another thing that happened in the game, a Fidel mistake that almost led to a 2-1. Uh, lucky on Fidel for not that. Um, another thing, uh, if you guys don't recall it, I can I can share the screen and we can analyze the 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 play. I don't know if you guys remember a potential netu red card um, where a Mudeidin's defender sort of uh, slides at him, and then netu just trying to recover sort of stamps down his foot on it. If you guys want to see it here, I'll, I'll let me share the screen. YouTube, please do not copyright. Are we gonna get? Are we gonna get banned, dude? We're gonna get banned. I hope not. Are we okay? Fuck it. I won't do it then. I won't <laughs> do it. Uh, anyway, do you guys recall that at all by chance? No, if not, I, let me no. just take you over. Anyways, I, I, it's not. There's nothing into it. I, I'll just bring it up just because I've seen it on the Kazuz here on V Sports. Um, the player is for those who want to see it. It's at minute 52. Go to vsports.pt and you'll see it. Minute 52. Neto. Uh, the defender comes in sliding. Netu uh, has the ball sort of, but he's mainly dominant on the ball. He sort of kicks it away, and as he's trying to get the ball away from the defender, his studs kind of get on his on the, the on the uh, Mudirens player's legs. It's not studs up. He's trying to play the ball. I don't think it's a red card behind it. Um, but just like everything else in this show, I'm I might be biased, so <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and then came the. Um, the pot off the bar, almost a fucking gorgeous goal, reminding, bringing back to back last year, reminding me of of a of a certain midfielder by the name of Bruno Fernandes. Unfortunately, hit the bar. If it goes in, that's goal of the season right then and there in November. Um, and then yeah, and then the pot goal. Um, I don't know if you guys want to say anything about it. At first, I thought it hit a it hit a Muradin's defender because it looked like it deflected. Could the goalie have done better, the Muradin's goalie? Yeah, it was yeah, a bit of a Franco, sure. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that, but, that, um, that's I'll take the sorry, goal. Go, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I'll take the goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, uh, like you said, a, a two-one win, a, a tough, uh, a tough win away or a tough win at home, but a tough uh, win nonetheless, and, and a win I think with any other manager, especially Kaiser Siljaj, Lionel um, Ponch. Uh, who else? My Tiago Fernandes. All these, all these managers in the <laughs> Verandas era. We we would have tied it if not lost that game. So yeah, um, it, it's a step in the right direction. It's it, and it's what I hate to say this in December. It's what champions do. We win games that it didn't even feel know. horrible to go down inside three minutes. To be honest, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, that's really it with the game. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to talk about. I didn't mention the substitutions. I can say Nuno Mendes came in for Jovan. Or sorry, Jovan came in for Nuno Mendes. Nuno Mendes had his worst game in a while. I thought, yeah, rightfully deserved to get subbed off. But I think that I mean that's gonna happen from time to time, right? He can't fucking beast mode everyone every game, right? He's gotta kick a couple games off. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's he's eighteen. If this is if this is this one bad game in yeah, like and it, trust 10, me, 15 it's games, a bad game. I've still seen a lot of people's good games be like 
about that level. So, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, like uh, the other substitution that came in, Antunj for Pot. I can only imagine how how much of a stud that kid would have been <laughs> coming in. Um, and yeah, and then Nunu Minj and Tiago Tomas for João Mario and Andres Porar. Uh, I thought that was an interesting sub only because we were already two one up, and um, and uh, Mourinho decided to play two more attacking players. I know Nunu Minj is more of a midfielder, but uh, he does like to venture forward. Uh, so interesting from from Mourinho on the, on that perspective. Um, yeah. Uh, aside from that, man of the match, guys. What do you think? I'm going Pelinha. Uh, I mean, it can't be pot every game, right? We're, otherwise, we'll run into the Bruno Fernandes problem of last Exactly, season. yeah. So, <laughs> I'm going to give it to Pelinha. <laughs> How about you, Sam? You're on, You're on mute, mute, dude. You're on mute. <laughs> You're still on mute. Still, still on mute. <laughs> Yeah, let me. Um, I oh oh, you kicked him out. <laughs> no, I unmuted him. I swear. Yo, Sam's on timeout, guys. That that's that's what this is. Okay. <laughs> uh, my man of the match. Oh, I wanted to give it to Pot. I, I, I'll give it to Pot. I, I know it's gonna come into the Brun Fernandes thing, but uh, I'm giving mine to Pot. We can hear you. Cool. <laughs> Hashtag um, Fonseca out. Literally, it happened. <laughs> 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 literally. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, okay. I was going to say, by the way, um, I was going to give it to either Pelina or Nuno Santos. Oh, Sam, we lost you. So who did you end up giving it to? Nuno Santos. In the center, I like that. I like that. He had a crazy game. Crazy game. His crosses are fucking ridiculous. Um, anyways, let's uh, let's move on um, to some uh, some interesting news before we get into the finances that sort of came out. Uh, just a little bit of a um, of a reminder of a refresher of uh, what our players are doing out on loan. Uh, let me just quickly try to pull up that tweet. Um, so, for example, Diaby. Uh, the the lightning rod Diaby one sub appearance for eleventh place Getafe uh, Eduardo who um, <clears throat> who uh, you know we we were thanking Crutone so much uh, for taking on loan and with a ridiculous bio clause only two substitution appearances for last place Crutone uh, Dumbia one start for last place Huesca uh, Pedro Menj doing okay eight sub appearances for fifth place Almeria of course Almeria is in the Second division of Spain, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, expecting more from him, but uh, all right, eight sub appearances, not too bad. D did you happen to get how many? If he scored an, a goal or anything, no I think goal. he might have had one. No goal. No. Yeah. Um, I guess the best of our of our loaned out uh, players, Bataglia with 11 starts uh, for 12th place Alaves, um, and then. Uh, yeah, Matheus Oliveira, for, uh, five appearances, three starts, um, a goal for uh, for the Brazil Brazilian 18th place relegation threat in Cortiba. Uh, Philippe Shabi with seven appearances for third place Academica, uh, 81 minute total. Uh, Dude, his, for, for his subs Philippe are like 10, 29, 3, 6, 8, 
14. Like, he comes in, and, like, I guess he just comes in at, like, the last 20 minutes of every game. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, directly sort of answering, and of course we're going to get into finances just, just in a sec, but uh, a question that Figu7 Ronaldo uh, brings in, which I think he brings up a good point because I think there's a few pl- people, Spartanguistas at least, torn on this. Uh, do we still want Verendas out or is it all okay? I mean, consider my, my quick take on this, considering all of these players, maybe aside from Pedro Minj and Bataglia, were... Um, and I guess Matuja Oliveira and Philippe Shabi. But, I mean, if you look at Diaby, Eduardo, and Dumbia, Veranda signings who are doing fuck all uh, in their current clubs and how much they cost, um, I still want him out. I don't know about you guys. What do you guys think? Or, or at least why do we still want Veranda out? I'll yeah, I don't that. think the calculus – I don't think the calculus changes for me. Um, I, I don't think he's, like, doing – like. The stuff that the stuff that's dangerous with with Verandas is like the influence of of third parties and like crooked bankers and like shady backroom deals and chummy fucking bullshit. Like as the financial report shows, like that stuff's only going to get worse. And like at the end of the day, because he like we can even talk about this like. Because Pot's playing so well, the f- fucked up negotiation that got him here is going to become a problem when literally every team in Europe is going to start wanting him, and it's going to be like, oh shit, we only own half. Like, and th- obviously, like, what is the incentive for family going to try to sell it to us when they know he could be the big ticket? So it's like we're, we we lost our leverage there by never having it, right? And it, it's great that he's here, right? And he's amazing, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to be like a problem down the line. And it probably is going to be a, a problem as early as this summer. Um, and yeah, I mean, like that doesn't like, for me, it just, it doesn't change anything. The calculus doesn't change for me. Exactly. Sam, uh, uh, same question. Not even do we still want Verenda out? I guess I'll ask you that as well to gauge your opinion. And if you do, how come? Why do you still want Verenda out? We're in first, bro. December. We're in first. We're in first, but the financials are fucked. We'll get into that later, obviously. But um, I think you can't be forgiven in one good season. He's had two fucking shit ones. So I think at the end of the day, it's just financials and club reputation has gone down the toilet. Even if we do get first place, that Amorim deal still looks mental. But... um. He's. I'll give him credit. He's done well this year. No, no cap. He's done well. So, it's. But I still want him out one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, uh, my my. my uh, the other thing to that too is. Uh, I mean, he he's finally got his man. I mean, Ruben Amorim. Whether we pay ten million for him, fourteen million, whether we pay more for him down the line, who knows? Um, he, he's he's correctly got his man after three four attempts. Um which is great. You know, it's finally working. This project that he's promised over two years ago is finally working because he finally got the right man. My only thing is what happens, not if, but when Amurin gets poached by a bigger club, what happens when he does leave and how fucked are we then? Because with Amurin going, I'm pretty sure after uh, all these studs that we're buying or that we've bought uh, might go along with them. Um, If one man is that important to the project, uh, how much of a project is this, really? I think um, that 
I think that he's been helped a lot too by like the youth, the the, the yeah. youth players transitioning into the first team very quickly, right? And with Valenzuela is full of shit, right? Because this guy will just play on whatever narrative is at the moment or whatever suits him best at the moment. Like, like six months ago or eight months ago, it was like, oh, the former sounds destroyed, but we're rebuilding it. And then like, they're all good because nobody enforced him into the first team and tested them early and they responded well. And he's like, we've rebuilt the former sound. It's like, you didn't do anything, dude. Like you're just, you're just saying what's convenient at the time. Like, and, exactly. that, and, and I feel like that one is one of the biggest, points of like bs of like he he really didn't affect that i mean he affected that by bringing in a coach who was willing to take the risk to play guys like that and i mean to be fair like you could just keep playing dumbia forever or you could you can try something else right so it's not like it's not like i mean if, if you're the coach of that team what would you have done you would fucking mix it up right you can't just keep playing those ass guys over and over again um so yeah credit to him for getting a guy that was willing to do it but at the same time it's like nunu mens is a stud that had nothing yeah. to do with <laughs> we're blessed to have a lot of great young players rise to, into the first team at the same time Plus that with a couple good signings, right? A couple solid signings, Max mixed with a couple decent guys that were already here, and that's what you have this year, and it's working out. Exactly, exactly. And and we were sort of forced to play uh, to play youngsters too. Like Amuring didn't come in with the squad that he wanted. Like he he came in in shambles, and and basically, I mean, for example, a guy like like Bolasi, who I'm pretty sure was was getting a significant amount of burn last year because uh, our, our options were so limited and because of the transfer window we had right at the end. When Amurin came in, he had no other option but to dish Balashi out and and start playing guys like Tiago Tumaj and, and, and Joelson, for example, who now we're crying out to be back onto the A-team. But now that we actually have competent players, I mean, we kind of understand why he's, he's no longer there, you know? Whereas last year, Joelson looked like our top two, top three Best winger, which I is remember that long game a kid like Pineda game where he came in and like was the best play. Like that was a, like, even even the Porto game last season when he came in with like 15, 20 minutes left yeah. and okay he didn't get us anything but he looked decent on the ball and we're all like fucking like jerking <laughs> off on the side but it's like and and like I was saying there's nothing wrong with an eighteen year old being that guy. Uh, it's just. I mean, I don't. One Joelson doesn't look like, at least at that time, just to pick out Joelson, he didn't look like the guy, at least in that point. But more so, it, it, it sucks when, I mean, we had no other option. It's either Joelson or fucking Hesse and Bolasi, and I know which one I'll pick. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I want him out because of, of, of that and as well. And we'll get right into it. Uh, the finances and how, how much he's fucked this club. Um, a club where he came in saying that uh, we, were, we were broke, basically. Um, we had, uh, you know, no finances to really attack for the title anymore. Alcashit left us in ruins, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but when he came in, for example, he had a, uh, he had a, um, a debt of 40 million euros. Our, our debt is currently at 65 million, for example. Um, 
we uh, first quarter of 2020, uh, 2021 didn't look too good. Overall losses of 4.19 million and a Here's 14 another million one, right? increase that, in debts to suppliers. If that 4 million, okay. if that 4 million was positive today, it would have been on the recovery of record. But since it's negative, it's Joel Mario will maybe get his 100th game is the headline. Like that's not even like actually news. That's just like, speculation like and then underneath it in like size eight font it says like minus four losses this quarter like it's like <laughs> we know if it was pot it's just that's the kind of shit that you got to call out right because it's it's bullshit yeah exactly exactly um i mean what else is there here um our, our debt to agents have now reached the total Dude, of 28 that, million that list is incredible bro <laughs> we yeah. owe money to like 50 different agents. Yeah, yeah. And that's and probably I mean, going back. I'm going to say that probably goes back at least like seven years. Because every now yeah, and again, you'll sure. see in the news, like, Agent the Wolf Swinkle, Keisha, the sport. It's like, how it's like, how have you not paid this guy? Or it's like a guy that was here in 2015. The agent is like still wanting like 200K. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Fox. <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't think it's been too long ago where, where I've seen like Labiad probably still like fucking crying out for money. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I mean, that's really the main points of the, uh, of the finances. Um, Sam, anything else to add on to that? Well, you were saying about one of the, one of our former players saying that we didn't been paid. Was it Schlotto last year that said that he, he didn't get his loyalty bonus or something? something yeah. Like yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, he's but another one. I think we're just financially fucked, but our team is so good that, to be honest, what leverage do we have in the transfer market when someone goes, oh, we want to buy, say, pot for 30 million? What leverage do we, we have? No leverage. Like, we might win the yeah. title, but if we don't, it's going to look like a complete failure. So we might have to sell off a few assets, which has been our motto for, what, 10 years now? So... You know, it's just, it's going to happen whether we like it or not. Some of those are going to be sold in January or summer for a big fee or a little fee now around us, but it's just how it goes, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, <clears throat> and, and then also with um, – I was actually mentioning this to Sergio, uh, basically Kishta on Twitter. Um, I, I was – like, he was saying something about how, how Amorim was a success or something. I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but I was just also mentioning him. Not, not only are the – in terms of finances, are we fucked more because of Verandas, but even our, our reputation is tarnished in the transfer market because it's it's Braga complaining about us not paying them. It's it's Sampdoria saying we're not scummy, paying them because scummy of Bruno Fernandes. Scummy, scummy tactics. Where, where exactly. they're like on one, in one argument in court, they're saying this because it's convenient. And then in that argument, they're completely contradicting themselves. And it's just like, I can, like, I can see that you are not an honest actor. So it's like, and I'm not doing business with you. I'm just fucking watching. So I think the people doing business with you by now know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, moving forward, unless there's anything else that needs to be added. Um, quick question for you guys. Luis Philippe, are we going to see him? I mean, 2020 is almost over. We got a month left. Are we going to see him in 2020? Are we going to see him even at the end of this season? I'm going to say if we don't see him by 2020, he's going to go home for Christmas and he'll get too big, even bigger than he is, and it'll really be over <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> I mean, I feel for the guy because, I mean, 
as somebody who suffered an ACL injury, I understand how fucking painful and how tough the recovery process can be. But at the same time, I'm also not rehabbing it every day like he for sure is, you know? I'm not a professional athlete. I fucking – I finished re- – I, I didn't go back to rehab because I didn't want to pay anybody else after like three months, and I was just at home fucking trying to bend my knee. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, in that case, like, I, I feel bad for the guy. But, yeah, I, I, he should be loaned out and hopefully a loan with an option to buy or something because, I mean, the kid, he has potential in him. He, he's a decent guy, like de- decent player, I should say. Uh, has a shot on him, but uh, uh, yeah, he's he's not good enough. He, he's injured. He should he should go home. Um, Sam, I'll give this one to you. Jordan Bentancourt saying, "What players do you want in the transfer market?" Uh, I'll I'll more or so say like maybe what more positional. Like, what position do you think we need to fill before before anything? Or let's try to create some room. Sorry, uh, I I lagged out there again. Could you repeat that? Sorry. Yeah, like what players or or even positions do you think we should look for in the transfer market? I think just the strike is the main priority. I think hopefully, well, Amory wants Paulinho. Braga want too much money for Paulinho, but I probably do see Paulinho coming in still, just because I think Amory really desperately wants him. But I think it has to be a striker, and then probably another centre back. Uh, a well-known sense back because as much as I love Inacio and Quaresma, um, I think we need someone more experienced to to come in, and it'll probably be like Lancano from Torino. But I think a striker and a centre back are the main ones for me. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, speaking of centre back, John Silva, who uh, was playing on the B team, I believe captain for the B team. I don't know about this season. I know for sure last season uh, he was being called up to the senior squad. Um, that could so mean that he's lapping and throwing the criticism as well. Yeah, exactly. That could mean that too. And Nasty is already in the team. Yeah, agreed. Um, and Matt saying Luis Felipe is a bifano away from getting a cut completely. Um, Lauren saying Paulinho to Wolves with Jimenez out. That's a decent shot as well. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, seeing as George Menge controls that like Geppetto on puppets. Um Am I missing out on anything here, guys, before moving on to uh, Mudalidad? Uh, don't think so, yeah, though. I think a good shout about uh, Wolves. <laughs> we might, yeah. hope, I mean, that's best-case scenario, right, is Wolves buy him. So then we can't fucking commit the Locuda because <laughs> they will have done it. <laughs> and after that contract extension, there's no way we're dishing out that kind of money for him, yeah, that, to be honest. It's but so I know we'll be looking for more than $20 million. I feel uh, like we're like on the we have this like psycho streak in us, or like we'll do anything to sign <laughs> him. And it's just so, uh, it's so, I just for their own sake, I want someone else to sign him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let me bring up two players before going into Tasa Liga that I forgot to bring up. Um, the first one being Valentin Rosier, uh, the right back we signed last season. Uh, who was really an Instagram model for us, but uh, putting up decent numbers as a as a Biscita right back. Um, he, he, he's he's uh, a big part of their squad. Uh, he's trolling Fenerbahce fans on on Instagram, uh, and like Chris mentioned just before we went live, the only player to not have a buyout clause. So, uh, which is great, uh, great negotiations. But I mean, maybe we can then negotiate a higher price. But um, that's the one. And then uh, Leo, Leonardo Ruiz uh, on loan to second division Logro, Logrones in uh, La Liga. Three goals in 12 games for, uh, 
for their ninth place finish. Um, decent from the Colombian striker. I don't think he was ever going to be anything special here at Sporting anyway. So, so decent from the guy. Um, and yeah, and then we move on to uh, Tasa de Liga. Uh, different format this year. Basically, scrapped the uh, group stage. It was the top six and the top and the top six of the Primera Liga, top two of the Segunda Liga. Um, Sporting were lucky to get um, to get Mafra from the second division. Uh, I forget who. Else. I'll, I'll search up the other the other games. But uh, what do you guys think of uh, of Mafra? Mafra currently in second, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. So, what do you guys think of them? I actually watched their game yesterday because I wasn't doing anything, and that that game decided who we played because, uh, they're and I, I mean to be honest, they they were better than Villa Fidekins, but um, they just couldn't score. Um, I mean, I'm not that worried to be honest, and I truthfully also don't know how much they're gonna try. Like they might really, really rotate it, um, but or at least rotate it more than they did in the test of the Portugal, where they like half rotated it. Um, I I don't really care about that this year, to be honest. If they, it's just it's three extra games, right? So I guess yeah. if they win it, it'll really feel fake because it's like they beat Mafra and then it's the final four. It's like, <laughs> What, like, what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. Final four in Braga again, right? No, it's in Lady this time. Oh, right. Yeah. Finally, yeah. somewhere else. Finally. Agreed. Sam, how about you, dude? What are your thoughts on Mafra? Uh, like Chris said, I'm not really worried. Um, I want to see more of players like Bruno Tabata and Plata playing that game, for example. I don't want to see a full rotation, though, because four rotations usually cost us points or in, in this case elimination so hopefully we just get a few more of the the rotate uh, like the the bench players starting and just keep that keep the defense the same really get some get some plata get some tabata and you know maybe some more minutes from braganza as well so if, if we can do that then i'll be happy yeah i i also see us uh really going for it too though uh i wouldn't be surprised if we're not playing plata or, or even tabata or at least starting them uh, like we didn't do in, uh, I know Plata was was COVID, but uh, like we didn't do in the Tasa Portugal against uh, Saka Venice. Um, because, I mean, it, it's a real morale booster, right? Sorry, go ahead, Sam. There was the after the, was it after the international break, so I can, I can sort of see why he didn't play a rotated team just to get everyone back in the fit of things. But I think now, coming in... There's going to be fixture congestion, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think we'll, we'll, we, we will probably rotate this time around. Yeah, because... I'm like, um... Then we have Atta, then we have Ferenc for the league. Then we have this this game for the the Liga, this, the Mafra game. And then it's Christmas, and then after Christmas, it's Braga. So I mean, it is they haven't had that many games, right? Like there's only been yeah. the break and shit. Like they've only played like two league games in the past month, but now there's about to be like five or six games in a month. So. I mean, thank God. I mean, the European teams are even have two more added to that, so that sucks for like Benfica, who's going to have this Tasa the Liga, Tasa, the league games, and all like Benfica probably has like nine games in December, which sucks for them. But um, yeah, I think that the, the squad will really get tested for the first time as far as its depth this month. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and like Lauren mentioned, no Europe, so he might as well go out and win all three domestic titles. <laughs> 
I like that uh, enthusiasm. Uh, and the other games for Tasa Liga, Braga's playing Istoril in Braga. Um, oh, wow, we're playing Mafra in Sport in Lisbon at, at the Stadio Alvalade. Benfica's playing Guimarães at the Luz. And Porto's playing Pas Freira at the Dragão. Um, really favoring the big uh, four there, guys. Well done. Um, yeah, that's, that's Tasa Portugal. Uh, or, sorry, Tasa de Liga, I should say. Um, yeah. Campeão de Inverno. Sorry, what? Campeão de Inverno, right? It's yeah, like exactly. Campeão de Inverno. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if Spartan can, uh, can uh, go for that title. Regain their past glory. Regain <laughs> <laughs> their past glory. Um, yeah, let me go right into Mudalidad. It's not going to be too long. I can't find the... Uh, Weekend results, to be honest with you guys. Um, but anyways, the handball team, they actually lost today, uh, 26 to 30, to Nime Gard, uh, a French team uh, from the... Is that the Champions League of handball? Am I right? Yeah, or Europa League. Europa League. Europa League. Yeah. Um, we also had a 3 nothing loss to uh, to Befica uh, on our U23 game. Um, horrible performance. I think it was... Uh, I'm not sure if it was one of you guys or if it was Steph. I think it was Steph that tweeted it, and rightly so. You know, let's not give uh, – because i also seen a lot of bickering on Twitter. It's the kids, you know, it's under 23. Most of them are actually 18 years old. Um, you know, our under 23 of last year is actually now our B team. Um, so let's give our kids that opportunity to learn and live from this. Um, you know, a 3 nothing loss to a rival like Befica is heavy, but, uh, you know, at, at that sort of level, it's, it's all a learning curve. Um, so uh, let's hope they just give a performance next time out. Because aside from that performance, they were doing pretty well. Uh, you know, they were up there with uh, Istoril, if I'm not mistaken, in the under-23 league. Um, in hockey today, we also beat uh, Tomar at Tomar 4-1. Um, what else am I missing here? We, uh, we, uh, I, Benfica, the, um, we played, I watched the futsal game this past weekend. Uh, we tied yeah. Benfica 2-2. It was a yeah. Shit performance should have honestly won like six one. Couldn't score. Benfica had a fucking ridiculous goal. They they Benfica also had a red card in the first half, and Sporting had like a shit ton of opportunities. He couldn't score during the five minutes with a man down. Um, it was ass, but in the last thirty seconds they got a goal, so we tied it at least. Um, and scrapped a point, but it was shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they actually ended up. They played today as well. Uh, beat Portimonense yeah. six nothing. I see. Uh, so at least they responded back uh, with with uh, quite a quite a big victory. Um, Futsal Feminina uh, they lost to Erneiruj three um, one. Let's see, let's see. Uh, volleyball Feminina beat uh, Boavista three um, nothing. The the boys uh, foot volleyball team beat Vienna three um, nothing. What else am I missing here? Um, do you know if there was any basketball this weekend? I know this week it's the uh, Clásico. Um, yes, so it's Befica, yeah. It's a big, it's a big, oh, is it Befica? I thought it was uh, Porto. No, I'm pretty sure it's Befica. Befica, so it's a, a, a big weekend um, Could be for, for the basketball team, at least. It's, it, I'm only thrown off because it said it's one of the Clásico on, on the modalidad. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. But, uh, I think it's Porto. Uh, nonetheless. We do play Benfica in two weeks, though. So. so yeah, so back-to-back -back big games for the yeah. They haven't team. had honestly any hard games really yet for the league. Yeah, 
Um, and and we're currently in first. Am I correct? We haven't lost a yeah, game yeah. that I know of. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, um, Sam, I, I'm so sorry, but you're getting abused in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I can see, but like when when he turns into 2010, you'll all be sorry when he wins midfielder of the year and Ballon d'Or. I'm winning. Facts. When 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 uh, Sam wins the fucking Champions League and his FM save, and Jack Wilshere scores the game winning goal, guys. We're gonna all eat our words. <laughs> Yo, and, shout, uh, out, shout out, Juice Box Leal, uh, Pegasus Sporting Goods, Newark, New Jersey, baby. It's like geez. fifteen minutes in my crib. That's the plug for uh, for your Portuguese merchandise in person. Sick. Very straight. <laughs> I've never been to Newark. Side note: I've only been to uh, Elizabeth, and there's another one. I think. Clifford or some shit like that. Elizabeth is, is Newark light. Mm. I was like it, the the part of New Jersey I was at felt like a very like uh, Latin American side because everybody spoke Spanish. Mind you, I went with my Ecuadorian ex girlfriend. That's but, a lot of Newark to see her family, but damn, bro, uh, <laughs> I thought I was in like the Spanish Quebec, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And then the only other thing I have to mention is the uh, handball this weekend. We beat Arta 30 to 24. Um, I mentioned where Chris mentioned futsal. Um, yeah, I think we're good. I think that's that's really all we have. Oh, and, and the hockey team beat the uh, beat, uh, Riba Diav Hockey Club 4-2 uh, also on the weekend um, for the uh, for the championship, like the league. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, good, good on the uh, good for the most part. Good job for the uh, Mudalidads, uh, carrying on that legacy. And another thing that uh, Verandas is actually, um, I don't want to say lucky, but uh, you know, lucky because even the Mudalidads are doing good. So we he doesn't have to hear a lot from us. So uh, shout out to him. Um, just let me add, Saik Steph is actually currently working. Couldn't join us today. Um, Lauren. I'm not from fucking Texas. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. All right, going on to. I don't know uh, if there's any... Say that again. I don't know if there's any sporting issues in Texas. I'm sure there's probably a couple. There might be. I don't know. It's a, it's a big. It's a big enough. It's a massive place. There's got to be a couple. I didn't know there was a big Portuguese community out in the Bay, like in the Bay Area. Yeah, like. Uh, I think, I mean... Paul, Paul Pont, for example. Yeah, there's, like, I'd say NJ, Massachusetts, like, so Southeastern Mass, and then California. Those are the big, crazy. the big three, I would say. I had no idea. None whatsoever. Um, anyways, going on to our game on Saturday. Uh, a big one, actually. Um, I, I'm going to call it the Pot Derby. Um, we're going to Family Count. Uh, Family Count, who... Isn't the family come of last season? They're 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 doing all right. Um, still a decent team. Where are they sitting currently? Like ninth, um, I think. Yeah, tenth actually. Yeah. yeah, spot on. Um, one point behind Riwav. Last fixtures, uh, they actually lost this weekend to Pas Ferreira, who's killing it this season. I have to add. Um, but they did beat Maritimo just before the international break. Um, barely lost, but they still lost to Praga one nothing, and then just. Scraped a, a couple of draws uh, for the most part. Um, but it is Family Count. They're still a, a formidable team. Um, Sam, I'll, I'll pass this one off to you first. What are your thoughts on this upcoming game? 
And uh, what are your predictions, really? I think it's going to be a tough game, much like the... You're on mute. Game. Oh, never mind. No. Wait. <laughs> cool. um, my bad, my bad, my bad. I lagged. No. <laughs> All right, no worries. Um, I seen your uh, mouth moving and then nothing came out. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, I, I would probably predict like another 2-1, maybe like, sort of like 1-0. Um, I think Pot is going to show familiar cow like they shouldn't have sold him. I reckon he's going to go off. He's going to do, he's going to be the Jack Wilshire of the, the current sporting team. I just think he's going to be absolutely amazing. But um, it's going to be tough, I reckon. It's definitely like a 2 1 1 0. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Uh, yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, one of these games has got to be a blowout. Um, I don't know. This could be it. Uh, I'm not sure. They're kind of playing like ass lately, I feel like. It's on the road, though. I'm going to say 2 nothing, 2 nothing, but comfortable. Um, yeah, I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be the, uh, the burden of bad news. I'm trying to be the pessimist. I can't go against the Spartan currently. Uh, even even when nothing down, um, <laughs> bro, he hates you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be the pessimist here because I, I, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to uh, you know sort of bring that that old vibes back, you know, because because Spartan they'll play with your emotions as you guys well know, you know. But I, I can't go against them. I'm gonna also say uh, I'm gonna say a two one win as well. I'm gonna agree with Lauren here. Um, yeah, but I, I see us winning that. I see Pot scoring a goal at least. Um, and yeah, it's up the fucking greens, I guess. Oh, I didn't know. My bad, guys. My geography also in the comments. My geography is bad. I don't know where. I thought San Jose was like South Cali. My bad, man. Um, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, unless there's anything else to add, that is the end of that. Thank you guys for joining know, us for another had, Sporting 160 podcast. Sorry, what? I know. I thought we had more, but I guess we, I guess we covered everything. Listen, man, this is kind of boring that Sporting's not in Europe. I just want to also just say that. I know we're doing well in the league, and I'm all happy, but uh, for the fucking podcast, we need to be in fucking Europe <laughs> to talk about games and not spend 20 minutes just on one game and then fucking ramble about finances for 40 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's important, but fuck, who wants to hear about that shit? Am I right, we have guys? so many more games, I know, but we, this, I feel like this squad would probably implode, to be honest, as yeah. the other two of the top three kind of are. Um, Facts. Yeah. Um, just also want to mention quickly, last thing, George uh, Zouj is a piece of shit. Uh, not that we needed a reminder. I don't know who needed to hear that, but... Uh, there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, Jordan Bentoncourt going for uh, for the New England Revolution. Are they playing today? No one's playing today, are they? No, they just played. They fucking they took out our guy, Nani, man. Oh, right. Yeah, that was yesterday. Right, right. So who do they go on to face next? It's Columbus versus New England. Columbus. Wow. And in the West, it's uh, oh Kansas City, Minnesota. Mm. Interesting. Anyways, uh, that is the uh, that is the end of that. Lauren not happy with her Orlando 
uh, getting out there. I know. No, and he missed a penalty, man. He really fucked them. <laughs> Second penalty in a row, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you guys for joining us for another podcast. Shout out to Lauren Jenks in the chat, as always. Chip Cantonus Chip. Uh, Jordan Bentecourt. Paul, Paul, uh, Paul Pont. Uh, sorry about that. Mundudung uh, Liang abusing Sam. Yo, next next podcast, please be be nicer, Mundudung Liang. Please, uh, Saeed. This whole random feels all the time. <laughs> I feel bad now. <laughs> uh, Juicebox Liao also in the chat. Uh, who else do we have here? Figu Seven Ronaldo. Thanks for joining us. Casa de Paiva, Matt Paiva. Thanks for joining us, bro. Um, I believe that is it. Flippy in the chat joining us. Thanks, dude. New York's finest. I haven't said that in a minute. Johnny Signero in the chat. Shout out to Johnny. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for the Twitter questions. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Sporting160EN. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Sporting160EN. Facebook, Sporting160EN. YouTube, obviously, Sporting160EN. Spreadshirt, Sporting160EN. MySpace, Sporting160EN. Uh, your local Tinder, Sporting One Sixty Pinterest, Pinterest, Vimo, uh, Grinder, Sporting One Sixty End, Parlor. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Our LinkedIn, shout out to LinkedIn, Sporting One Sixty E N, and Vimeo. We're all Vimeo. And yeah, let me just quickly get these out. My guy, Paul Pot. See, I had pot in the mind. That's why I called you that, Paul. My bad, bro. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for joining us. And uh, and yeah, Viva Sporting. Only fans. Only fans. Sporting 160 <laughs> <and> <laughs>